Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Where we have the most effective leaders, everyone around them is then more effective. So it doesn't matter whether it's a coach for a kid's team or a minister or an executive in a large organization. They all impact a number of people and the more effective they are and the more caring they are, balancing those two together, the better off the business or the church or the community will be. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Maureen Metcalf, founder and CEO of the Innovative Leadership Institute. We talk about effective leadership, organizational changes, and resilience. Maureen is also helping leaders innovate how they lead during disruptive times. All right, here's my conversation with Maureen Metcalf. All right, Maureen. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice, nice. First of all, as we do every single show, I want to thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. I know you have a million things you could be doing, but you decided to spend some time with us. So thank you. Thank you, LD, for the opportunity to be here. It's quite an honor. The second thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to when it all started (laughs) or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. So let me go all the way back. I was born in Munich, Germany as the daughter of a military officer and a mom who followed the military officer to Germany. And that in and of itself shaped a bit of my life growing up with a father who was in the intelligence community and a mom who was a very talented artist. So I got the balance of right brain, left brain thinking early on as a child living a household with very different points of view. I went to college and studied economics. Not really sure what economists did, but I had a very cute economics professor. So like many young people at that point in time, I was less deliberate. And the other was I found that economics and the order and structure and discipline of we assume people are rational and you can figure things out really resonated with me because even as a young person, the world did not yet feel orderly. It still doesn't. And then fast forward, I worked for large accounting firms. I was a financial analyst for a while. 
And then about 20 years ago, I started the Innovative Leadership Institute back then called Metcalf and Associates with no expectation that I was going to run a company for 20 years. But that was what I did in the interim after leaving the consulting firm, which was Accenture, um, the old Anderson Consulting. That was my launch into being self-employed. And over time, it came to really resonate with me that I had the freedom to research and write and publish and do things like this radio show and explore how leaders can become more effective in the world. Now, what led you to that conclusion in terms of wanting to help leaders become more effective? It's a great question, LD. I was working in the space of organization transformation. And for those who don't know Accenture, they are brilliant at creating structure and managing projects. And yet, like every organization, and we see the numbers published, that not all transformations succeed. In fact, many of them don't deliver the business value, even if we deliver the project on time and on budget. And again, they're one of the best in the world at doing this. And yet, they still had projects that were not delivering the business value that they committed to. And my question was, what's missing? And it was often the organization's leadership. And this was 20 years ago, also when I started, before we partnered leadership coaching with org transformation. So I was really drawn to answer the question, how do we help organizations not only implement a system, but also make the fundamental leadership culture and systemic change? Whoa, that was a mouthful. So let's back up a little bit. So what I heard you say is, it's one thing to implement, it's an entirely different animal to try to shift culture. That's exactly correct. So dig into that a little bit. Why is it so hard to shift culture? Implementing systems change means I pull the old system out and put a new one in. And that by itself can be quite complex. But helping humans change how they think about their work is much harder. We have to get to the underlying agreements and motivations of precious beings who are doing the work. And those often range everything from security to want to do a great job to gaining notoriety to building a career. And when I unplug a part of the work, we also have to understand how people make sense of their work, what value they have in connecting to it, and then help them re-see how they contribute. And so an example is an organization going from separate operations to an enterprise-wide software system. So in the independent operations, we worked with companies who were acquired, and those founders were incredibly successful as individuals. And I'm speaking of a specific client. When they were acquired, those founders were still able to run their businesses the way they had always run them. When the enterprise software system was implemented, now the mothership or headquarters had insight into everything they were doing as they did it almost in real time and were trying to help the overall enterprise be more efficient. But that meant they were stepping in and telling these founders whose businesses had been acquired how to do business. That was a change in the agreement they had. And those founders weren't delighted 
to lose autonomy because at times they were being asked to make decisions that were better for the overall enterprise, but worse for their business. And they had worked incredibly hard to build those businesses. So that change in agreement was very complicated to put into place. Got it. Now, I'm going to shift a little bit and ask a little bit about you. What's your favorite thing to do? Hmm. Probably hiking. Hiking and biking are the non-work things. And I have a partner, Mike, that shares those with me. So spending time with him outside doing physical activities would be probably the best answer. Now, you probably have gotten this question before, but I'm always curious to know, what's your superpower? If you have to choose one, I'm sure you have multiple. I would say it is coaching people to remove the barriers in their lives. Now, how do you propose that that helps people by doing that? So I'm passionate, especially at this point in human evolution, to help elevate the quality of leadership in the world. I work mostly with leaders, and I believe they are a leverage point that where we have the most effective leaders, everyone around them is then more effective. So it doesn't matter whether it's a coach for a kid's team or a minister or an executive in a large organization. They all impact a number of people. And the more effective they are and the more caring they are, balancing those two together, the better off the business or the church or the community will be. Fantastic. So speaking about innovation being a driving force, something that pushes you, what inspires you? The same thing, elevating the quality of leadership. And I would say at this point in my life, I am absolutely committed to putting as much positive content available to people, both paid and unpaid. So doing things like this podcast, where I can help people who may not ever attend a class or buy a workbook or anything like that, but where I can share some insights that will help them be successful. Perfect. What motivates you? Doing those things well. I want to be as inspirational and as effective both at the same time, because we all know people who are inspirational, but their message may not be as content rich as it could be. So I want to be both good at inspiring people to be more effective. And I want to be academically correct that I'm not teaching content that is, in fact, erroneous. Now, tell us about a butterfly moment in your life when you went from being in a cocoon to becoming a beautiful butterfly. One of the moments, I've written several books, and the book writing process for me was incredibly difficult. So when my first book won an International Book Award, and I was using that as a textbook for an MBA program on developing leadership, that acknowledgement that what I was doing, the writing, and the message, the content, were both incredibly effective and valuable. That helped me move from a level of insecurity about that thing that I now consider a superpower to building the confidence I needed to continue at an accelerated pace. Now, if you had to give us two to three minutes of some kind of lesson, tip, or trick or something that will help us to implement and make our businesses better today, 
What would that be? So I'm going to pick resilience just because, again, at, at a point in time where all of us are seeing dramatic change, and it could be either pandemic-related or artificial intelligence or just the daily changes that we're experiencing in our world. Being resilient, and I define that as being able to take whatever shock or unexpected information in, get regrounded, and return to being flexible and focused as quickly as possible. So how do we respond to challenges and not to be pessimistic, but we all have them? And how we respond to them often indicates the character of us and also how effective we're going to be. And so we need employees, humans, citizens, and leaders all to be able to respond as quickly as possible to unexpected information. And we do that by attending to four categories. So the first is taking care of myself physically, sleeping enough time, eating healthy, managing alcohol consumption and smoking and those not doing those things more than, well, hopefully not smoking and managing alcohol and caffeine and getting exercise, getting out in nature, learning to relax our bodies. The second is managing our thinking. And this is one that I think is underemphasized and it's the thing we have most control over. So if I have a new child, I probably don't have the option to manage my sleep very well. But I can manage how I respond to my own internal messaging. So I think we all have times where we can spin because we made a mistake, we revisit it over and over. How do we quickly shift that negative or spiral thinking into something positive? What am I grateful for? What am I doing well? Not to minimize or not give attention to something that I may need to do to improve, but to keep it in perspective. The third is having a sense of purpose and emotional intelligence. So I realize I am here for a purpose and I am heavily focused on that. And that allows me to keep in perspective the things that frustrate me. And then the fourth is having a sense of connection. So who are the people in my life that help me when I'm struggling and who I get joy out of spending time with and supporting them through their challenges as well. So four points, manage my physical well-being, manage my thinking, have a sense of purpose and be emotionally intelligent with that and manage my connections, make time for the people in my life who I value deeply so that when I do need to reach out and ask for help, it has been a mutual relationship. So that would be to ask your listeners Are they attending to ensuring that they are individually and collectively resilient would be the thing I would suggest at this point in time is most useful in helping organizations be successful and helping the individual people who show up to work every day be successful. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Maureen. You're welcome. As the old saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. If people want to reach out to you, learn more about what you do at Innovative Leadership Institute, how can they do that? Either email me at mmetcalf, M-E-T-C-A-L-F, at innovate, 
leader.com. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn and just in the message say that we met on this show and I will accept your invitation and also have a conversation with you that way. Those are the two best avenues. Or you can Google me and if you don't remember either one of those, it'll take you to the Innovative Leadership Institute website. Nice. Thank you so much for your time, Maureen. Thank you, LV. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next time. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.